On this episode of The Playbook, I have Chad Steele, VP of Public Relations for the Baltimore Ravens. That's right, but we're going to answer the most important question that I've been fielding, and that's, what the heck is PR and how has it changed? You can learn all of this and more on The Playbook. This is The Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. You are the head of all PR for the Baltimore Ravens. You also, when the Ravens season, whether it's done or not, you also take on kind of the role of PR head or lead during the Super Bowl. And we always see you behind usually the winning quarterback. But if you pick wrong, I think you end up with the losing quarterback. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so the NFL invites some of us from around the league to come out and help. Uh, the week leading into the Super Bowl, credentialing, radio row, and things of that nature. And then you're assigned uh, on game day. Um, like usually, I have a, a sideline reporter, and then uh, and then you have a player afterwards because they have responsibilities that they have to do. So you, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, well, who do you choose?" And I, I, I don't, I don't choose. The NFL says okay. this is who you have, and I just, uh, I, I just have happened to, to most of the time have the winning quarterback, which is, which is, which is pretty lucky. Really cool too that you're tall. Like if I had the job, nobody would ever see us. <laughs> but this year it was funny because. The reporter, I forget who she was. Tracy Wolf. Tracy was so tiny. She's, she saved her life, I think. She is so tiny, and I felt so bad. And she's a scrapper. I mean, she was, you know, we're yeah, checking yeah. on her. Are you okay? And she was, she was ready to go. I heard you actually say it one time. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, it is. There's a lot going on, and there are a lot of people. And so you're trying to figure out, okay, which camera are you looking at? Where's Tracy? Where's Tom? We have to do this. Uh, so it's there's a lot going on. But as you know, a lot of times that's when you feel alive. You're like, okay, you're zoned in and yeah. you realize, okay, this is the biggest sporting event in the nation, in the world. In the world. Yeah. And, uh, and and you're a part of it. So it's it's really, really cool. But yeah, it's I think at first maybe it was, hey, let's put the big guy in there. And now they're like, okay, well, he's halfway decent at it. So we might as well keep, keep him going. You're really good at it. Well, I'm going to take a step back because so many entrepreneurs want to get into public relations. And I think two of the careers that I think are most misdefined uh, meaning that people dream about doing this, mm-hmm. but they don't know what it is, is sports agentry, right? I think so many people actually make it and borrow $250,000 to make it through law school wanting to be a sports agent. And then they actually kind of figure out, oh my gosh, this wasn't what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But I think PR is even worse. I love even young PR people that work for me <clears throat> asking them, what do you do? Yes. And defining it. What advice would you give to an entrepreneur about PR and you know educating themselves gaining skills you know what is PR can you kind of take a step back and say all right when I was in school these were the skills that I studied and learned and this is how I got involved with you know press relations public mm-hmm. relations so so for me I kind of fell backwards into it when I was uh, I was playing basketball in college and the Carolina Panthers started their inaugural season and they, and they trained in our facilities till their stadium was built so I was there lifting running practicing three times a day so I got to know him my head coach got me hooked up with the PR guy I didn't know this was a job I, I, I didn't <laughs> until I was a junior in college uh, and so I went around with them saw what they did was lucky enough to get an internship and realized okay this is what I want to do and there's so many different fastest to PR. For NFL PR, uh, it's communication, it's writing skills. Um, for me, uh, it's find what you're best at. And uh, luckily, I have the gift of gab. Sometimes <laughs> my friends say a little too much. But, um, but it's really, when you get to the core of it, it's about relationship building. Because everything you do, for me, I'm dealing with 63 players on any given day, the 53 on um, the active roster, and then, and then uh, 10 practice squad guys, and 
20 coaches, hundreds of media members, hundreds of people in our own organization. And you can't treat players the same way you treat coaches or the same way you treat people in your organization. So you or really, owner. Or, or your owner, yes. <laughs> so you really have to be able to seamlessly transition and that's all about relationships. Basically for the media, I need to service them. What do they need? They need access to the players, to the coaches. They need information. And what do the coaches and players want to do? Give them no information. Give them no access. They want to play football and coach football. So I have to, I have to be in that middle area to service the media, but also under, let the players and coaches know that I'm part of this organization. I'm trying to help. So it's, it's kind of marrying that. And then also for us, it's internally because we straddle the line of business and football. So we have to take our corporate sales and our marketing who need things from the football side. And we're kind of that intermediary. So again, it's okay, what do you need? This is what we can do over here. We can pull here, we can pull here. So it's those it, it's those relationships. And in order to get into this business, it's about experience. And uh, I was in the beginning, one of those who was like, oh, well, you know, we'd love to have you, but you don't have enough experience. Go get some experience and then come back. And it's like, well, if you don't give me an opportunity, how do I get that experience? So it's knocking down doors. It's 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 staying active, it's staying on people, it's saying, look, I'll work for free. I'll That's a I, great I will, thing. I, I will, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I, I will Xerox. Yes. I told to get my first internship with the Panthers, I said, I will clean toilets. I, whatever you need me to do, I just needed to get my foot in the door. So that's what it's about. It's about getting that experience. So the earlier you can start, the better. In high school and college, and if you're in college, if there's a professional team in your city, going there and saying, hey, do you need help? Do you need help on game day in the press box? Do you need help uh, at training camp? Whatever you can do to, to try to get that experience. And if you don't have that, going to your college, to the SID department, and say, what can I do to help? If there are, if there are minor league teams in, in, in Maryland, lacrosse is big. There are minor league, uh, uh, major league lacrosse teams here. Thanks they're always looking for help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. So they're always looking for help. So any way you can get your foot in the door and get that experience. Which leads me to a landscape that has changed dramatically. You've been in the business, not to age you, over 20 years. Mm -hmm. You know, 20 years ago when we were in the business, there's no such thing as social media. Oh, man. And so now... There takes a whole new evolutionary, not not just in your responsibilities, your education, roles, and relationships, but also opportunity-wise, when you're talking about all the different things that you had to do mm -hmm. to get the experience, one of the unique aspects of that social media is that anyone, no matter what age they are, can start practicing building brands, press relations and media yes. because you can actually just go ahead whether you have 200 viewers or 200,000 or 2 million it doesn't matter you can start building a body of work in your space with social media so the first part of that is how has the landscape changed with your responsibilities you know i'm sure you know we, we only used to worry when it was right in front of us yes <laughs> now you have to worry yes. when to get home and two the Tell the entrepreneurs, hey, there's some things I've seen now in social media I wish that was around so I could get free experience. Absolutely. And, and, and I think for us, uh, as, as far as with NFL teams, landscape has changed so much is because when I first came in, if something happened, if a player got in trouble, either something good or bad happened, you had a little time to get together and say, okay, this is how we're going we're gonna to attack it. Um, and you'd have till the 11 o'clock news or you'd have until the 8 a.m. news the next morning. <laughs> now, there are some times where we're, you could hear about something on Twitter. 
you know, from an NFL. From as the president. <laughs> yes. About yeah, NFL. Yeah, yeah, yes. So, <laughs> so that, that has changed where you have to be, you have to be really prepared. And so there are case studies that, that, that I look at with anything good or bad with our organization or outside of the organization. And I say, okay, here's the timeline. Here's what happened. Here's the background of it. Here's what I learned from it. Any statements, anything like that, any news clippings that came out of it. So, you have to have that and you have to be constantly looking at that to be ready because at any moment something can happen. So um, that's the, 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 the good and the bad from, from our side is that we can really promote our brand as an organization. Players can do a great job promoting themselves and making a, a brand for themselves, but there are those pitfalls where um, sometimes when those crises come up, they jump up quickly um, and you have to be prepared for it. Uh, and also, educating these the, our, our players our coaches and many other people as to, to as to the pitfalls of it because you can do a great job building your brand on any of the social media channels and you could be you could do that for uh for two years and be great and all it takes is one to bring it all crashing down when i talk to when i talk to young students i say look you have to understand if you're going to be hired by a sports team to promote you know enhance their brand they're going to look at you as a brand first. So mm -hmm. everything you do, it's not just your schoolwork, it's not just your internship work, it's what you do on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, whatever it is, that's either going to enhance or detract from your brand. And you have to understand that that's what people are going to look at. It's an awesome responsibility because, you know, as I've built my own brand, and I'm 51-year-old, more boring person, especially <laughs> than I, when I was 18. But, you know, there are moments, you know, I have a camera on me, or and I think to myself, Man, if I was Lamar Jackson, and I just said that in front of these hundred people, mm -hmm. I'd be screwed. Yes. And I'm a good person. Like yes. I'm not a bad person. I just had a slip of the tongue, mm -hmm. or made a joke that, taken out of context, isn't funny and mm -hmm. made me offensive, yes. which is not my intent. Yes. But if I'm the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, and I say that in, in front of a hundred people, and three people, you know, snap it. And, and, and that, you're responsible for that. Yes, and that, and that's the challenge. And we've had many of those where you look at it and it's like, okay, you look at it as a professional and say, it's a 21-year-old kid that made a mistake. But what these guys have to understand is that not everybody's going to look at it that way. Because if I am a major brand, if I'm a, a Coca-Cola, if I'm a Wheels Up, and I say, who, you know what, I love this kid. I want him a part of our team. And then you see, oh, he made a 21-year-old mistake. But that 21-year-old mistake by him could affect your brand. That's what we have to try to get these, the, the, these young people to understand. Some people get it and, and some people don't. But there's, there's, such a, there's, there, there's such a big market out there, and it can be so good. And we've had players, you know, Torrey Smith comes to mind, our wide receiver, who his brand off the field is probably way more influential than what he's done. He's been a great player on right. the field. He's won two Super Bowls. He's a really good player. But what he does with his brand off the field is massive. He's done it the right way. Unfortunately, there are a lot more that do it the wrong way than the right way. Now, I think Gary Vaynerchuk proves that. Like, yes. he's a wine salesman, but what he's done off of his field mm -hmm. is extraordinary for a brand. And I think it does provide opportunity for you to motivate some of the players that may not get the action or may be less known because all they see is with the helmet on. Mm -hmm. And there is an opportunity to not only build your brand and make more money, but also charitably, you know, impact kids. And one thing that really stands apart from you that I love is when we're talking about the players behind the scene, 
you're always talking about, well, this guy will do anything for the kids. There must have been five players that we talked about that may or may not like the media, may, or may not be difficult to handle the media, but all of them were like, oh, you ask them to do something for the kids and they can do it. I don't think a lot of the times that we're using our social media well, you know, in a manner to help promote and amplify that as much as, you know, God forbid, some of the things you've had to deal with, with incidents that are negative. And, and, and I think so many times, and, and it's great because a lot of players will say, look, I'm doing this for the kids. I don't, I, I'm not doing this for promotion. Right. I'm, I'm doing this because it's I want to do it for the kids, catch which I understand. But if you are doing this for, uh, for underprivileged kids in Baltimore City, Okay, and then we're able to put it on our website. We're able to put it out on social media. Well, Dave Meltzer may say, "Oh, I didn't know about that program. That's great that that exactly. he's, you know what? Let, let let me let me investigate that. Let me donate or let me be a part of that." So I love the unselfishness where these guys are saying, "Hey, I'm not doing humility. it for promotion and humility. and humility. I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it for these young kids." But it's like, look, what you do, your platform can amplify it so much more. So we can we can focus it as, "Hey, this isn't this isn't about you." doing it as a player and trying to beat on your chest this is something that you're doing that's good that you're trying to help these kids in this situation and so I, th I think guys are starting to understand that more uh, but I love the fact that I do have to fight the guys because they're saying that's not what I'm doing it for they're doing it for the right reason so the, the they're doing it for the right reason so I want to help them and help those kids amplify it which brings up and it's a great point of one of the true skill sets that you have to have, it's you almost have to be a master of the ego. Yes. Because if you're in public relations, you're usually dealing with someone that has some sort of exposure or worse than someone that already has exposure. I think it's the person who wants exposure. Yes. You know, I always mm -hmm. joke around when I first became a brand, I'm almost embarrassed of some of the things that I asked, you know, like asking Entrepreneur Magazine, well, you know, why don't you put Dave on the cover? And the, knowing now what it takes following wise and where it can actually be beneficial for to be on a cover of something, mm -hmm. you understand that. How do you deal with both sides of, of the ego, guys who want to get more exposure, but also, you know, there's some big names out there that just want to play football and you have to somehow get around the need of the ego and get them to do stuff. The most powerful, influential people probably in our country to do things they don't want to do. I mean, it's worse than getting a kid to eat broccoli. That's what I say. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think the first part of it, those guys that really want it, um, you have to understand the reasons that they want it and say, okay, look, w make sure that you put them in the proper position because if you just throw them on with, with some slappy media member, it could turn ugly. <laughs> but they want that promotion, say, okay, we'll give you that promotion, but make sure you connect them with someone that you trust and you know that the interview, the photo shoot, whatever it is, will turn out positively for everybody involved. <clears throat> and for those guys that don't want to do it, it's about relationships, it's about knowing people, you know, and I can hopefully, Ray can forgive me for this. Uh, you, you have to play games a little bit. And I knew Ray is like- I, Ray Lewis. Yeah, Ray Lewis, Lewis. Yeah, sorry, Ray Lewis. Me, Ray, and Baltimore. Yeah. They just call Ray here. Yeah, it's just Ray. The the Uncle Ray, 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 kids. But um, that- That's the interview. He, he, he only, he's like, I want to play football, Chad. I don't want, I understand the media's here. I only want to do this one thing, but I want to play football. So I'd say, okay, so if I needed him to do ESPN and NFL Network, then, uh, and I knew I needed him to do that, then I would invent four other things and say, okay, hey, we have this Dave Meltzer podcast. Okay, we have <laughs> CNN coming in. We have, it's, uh, Chad, I, I, I can't do all that. And it's, uh, you know what, you know what? 
let's just do ESPN and NFL Network. I'll, I'll push no, no, everybody Just do Dave Meltzer. Yeah, yeah, just do Dave Meltzer. <laughs> let's just do but Dave Meltzer and ESPN. He got it done. Yes, and we'll push everybody off. So, again, everybody wins. I get the two that I really need, and Ray feels like, you know what? I got to win because I got to do things on my terms. So it's that. You have to stroke the ego a little. Oh, they want to talk to you about being the, the, the best point guard in the history of the NBA. Oh, they want to talk to you about being the best receiver in the history of the NFL. So it's... It's learning the guys and what they need and what part of the ego you need to stroke to get them to do what you need them to do. Which is influential in all parts of business, which makes that skill set so valuable even beyond public relations. Last question. One of the things that we share is our siblings and our family are highly effective, highly successful. I think I have it a little bit worse than you. Your sister is the anchor at ESPN. My brother's a rabbi who went to Harvard and graduated <laughs> summa cum laude. So for a Jewish mom, like my mom would care if my brother was the anchor. Yeah. Right? Like people will brag about me and my mom will literally say, yeah, but my other son went to Harvard and he's a rabbi, right? So, yes. And you know, I had Randy Zuckerberg on, you can imagine what she hears about her siblings. I like to teach people, you know, what to think, say, and do, which we talked about here, mm -hmm. skills and knowledge. Also belief, right? You have this keen belief. And I know in your family, you, your, your dad was, I believe, the first basketball player to play. First black football player at West football Point. Football player at West Point. Mm -hmm. I mean, just extraordinary things, which takes a lot of belief. But I think that there is a genetic disposition, mm -hmm. an energetic disposition. I call it an unconscious competency that we're born with and we're blessed to have the parents we have not yes. only because they teach us the right things but they've given us their dna mm -hmm. what do you feel the unconscious competency of the Steele family is that has allowed you with all types of different you know challenges and struggles like any other family you know to be the first black football player at west point that, that's like warren moon being the first hall of famer mm -hmm. african-american you know what is it genetically or energetically that you think made you know, at least some difference in your family's existence and life and success? It's a great question. Um, and I didn't realize all of this about my family until I got older, you know. Right. Uh, and then I look back and my dad was the first black football player at West Point. Okay, my grandfather was a Buffalo soldier. You know, on my mom's side, there were immigrants that fought and scrapped to, to, to make it in America. And so I, I think it's a little bit of that tenacity and what they had to go through, what their, what my, what my grandparents had to go through to struggle to, to, to make it, to have their family, and then my parents having to fight and scrap and make it. And I, I'm a product of a biracial marriage, and that was in in the 1970s. That was it was really hard. So yeah. my parents thank goodness for the Jeffersons. We started <laughs> yes. figuring it out. <laughs> and for so long, my parents only had each other. Plus, we're we're military, so yeah. we're moving overseas, we're moving all over the place. So we only had each other. We could we, we we had to rely on each other, and there's a motto that we have, and this is what I said. You know, if, if it's in business, if it's in life, you have to have a motto. And our motto came from the West Point Cadet Prayer, and it was beat into our heads as kids. And we use I use it with my children. I use it in business, and it's a long. It's make us to choose the harder right instead of the easier wrong, and never be content with the half truth when the whole can be one. And so as we're coming up, it's shortened to harder right, easier wrong. So in everything that we did growing up, when we were uh, when we were studying, when we were um, when we were playing sports, when we were at home, everything we did, when we were in front of other people, in front of other military members, harder right, easier wrong, and that's what we've always done. That that in every facet of our life, that's what we live by. And I think it was the belief in each other, the love that we have in the in the unit of family, and great examples. 
You know, I, I, I can look at my parents and say, God, everything that they went through and they fought and scrapped to get me to where I am, I have to make them proud every single day. And, you know, I'm here in the locker room and in the facilities. You know, I've been in the NFL for 20 years. I think, you know, I've, I've carved out a pretty good career for myself. But in more years, it'd be Warren Moon. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but, but still to this day, with these guys that I've known forever, I'm Sage's little brother. Right. Half of these guys have never even met my sister. <laughs> right, you know? exactly. but, but that's part of it. It's like, I'm so proud to look at what my sister has done and, and what my brother has done and, and what my parents have done. And to be able to do the things for my parents where, you know, I can, my mom could care less about sports unless we were playing, but right. bring my dad to the Pro Bowl, you know, so he could meet bring these to the guys. the Super Bowl with your dad. Y- yes. He had a great time. Yes, bring him so to the good. Super Bowl. Those things that he didn't have a chance to do when he was younger. Now I can thank my parents for everything that 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 they that they've done for us and and uh, and it's just it, I, I think it's 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 that family unit the believing in each other and having that motto to understand that no matter what we face we start with that motto and then I can pick up the phone it doesn't matter if it's two o'clock in the morning I can pick up and call my mom and dad my sister my brother and say hey I need help I'm looking at this and I know they're going to give me the best advice and that's that's what it's all about believing and loving right the harder right. Instead of the easier wrong, which yep. is awesome. I'm going to steal that from the Steele family. <laughs> uh, taking it full circle, it's interesting because as parents, I learned one thing. You know, my kids are watching me. Yes. And this is before social media when they can actually watch me all the time. But they, they watch me. They don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. And we, you watched your parents and, and watched the grandparents. And all that is above, which directly relates to what you do, is that you have to convey to all these athletes, coaches, mm-hmm. and owners Hey, people are watching you. Yes. Right? They may not listen to you, they may, but in the end, when they see that video again and again and again, when they see that interview again and again and again, so you know, make the harder choice to be kind to your future self, do the right thing, obviously good, do good deeds, and capture those for everyone. And I think you and I talked about having an impact, that's what we both want to have, yeah. not only externally, but internally in the place that we work. Our own family is where I want to have the most impact, mm-hmm. and then my community, my job. And, and you really take that to heart. I can see when you were talking about the impact of changing lives internally of guys who never would have been able to do what they've done without your assistance in portraying and, and allowing them to be watched. Um, the very last question is, considering all that where you come from, what true legacy, you know, you're really young. I was joking around earlier, you got your best 20 years ahead of you now. <laughs> so what legacy do you want to leave with at least that 20 years? You know, I, I just think impact. You know, we talk about that a lot. And to be able to help as many, because there were so many things that I struggled with when I was younger. You know, moving around so much, you had to learn, you know, meet new people, learn mm-hmm. new schools and things. And I think that helps me with my job now, being able to interact seamlessly with people. But I struggled with identity, you know, and I struggled with confidence and I struggled with, okay, am I good enough to do this job and to do these things? So if I can help anybody to get into this position, be confident with themselves, be successful, and they can impact the next generation of PR people. They can impact the next generation of players to make sure they're doing the right things to impact their community and impact their organization. That's what it's about for me. I, I just, I think when I look back on our former interns that are now full-time in either the NFL or in other sports, it's such a source of pride. When I look at players who were here that we worked with and now they've gone on to be successful entrepreneurs in their own right, if they're in TV, if they're doing their own businesses, that's so 
it's so special to me that, okay, maybe I had a little piece of that. So if I could do that as many people as I can touch, it's the amplification. You know, if I can touch two people and they touch two people and they touch two people. So it's being able to have an impact um, because there is, it, it's, you look at the world today and there's such a struggle with, with, with mental health. And a big and and there there are many facets of it, but I know the things I struggled with 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 self doubt. Um, so if I can help people to avoid that in any way, and hopefully they can help some people, that's what it's about is having that impact. Which is what makes Chad one of the best executive media coaches in the world as well. Uh, all that experience that he's had with the biggest egos on the planet certainly helps you to teach people, including me as my coach you know, how to portray yourself and build a brand utilizing that great media training that you give. Man, it's always a pleasure. I wish I had more time. We'll do this again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all your kindness and friendship and most importantly, your knowledge.